we go. Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Ah. 
J.M. in the A.M. 
Yeah, it's Thursday, but I want to get there ready to Shabbos. <laughs> Raza the Shabbos done by Yerachmiya Leif Tahar with Lakol Zman. You heard Ami Yisrael Chayd. It's Ari Goldwag, Ben Sion Twersky at Kelo Dose. I'm Rabbi Akiva, Mordechai Ben David. Chaim David with a JM and the AM appearance from 11 years ago with Uvenay. Chaim David Burson with Kulanu Nizamer. And, of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Thursday on this August the 5th, day 27 in the month of Menachem Av. The year 5781. Tufshin Pei Aleph, 70 degrees, 78% humidity. Winds are north at the 6 miles per hour. Um, partly cloudy today with a high temperature of 81. Then tonight, cloudy, then clear, low of 68. Mostly sunny for Friday with a high of 88 degrees. Not bad. Yerushalayim at 95. They're in some heat wave in Israel. Uh, 53 up in Guilford, New York, where our friends at Camp Misora have concluded Color War 5781. Yeah, I don't know who won. I didn't stay up late enough. <laughs> I know the Yankees won last night, if that helps. I know listener Ralph was happy to be there when the Yankees trounced Baltimore. Anyway, 53 up in Guilford. Uh, our friends at Camp Misora and 70 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM and the AM. A couple of great things coming up later on. First of all, Joma again is front and center in the battle for uh, vaccinations and getting society back to normal. They've got their second annual symposium, Shaping the Future of Medicine, happening uh, this coming Sunday, August the 8th. It's a four-and-a-half-hour program. Uh, it's a... Um, it's a uh, a program, a symposium that will include a keynote address by Dr. Rochelle Walensky uh, from the CDC on the science behind complications of COVID-19. Yeah, that's somebody who's been in the news a lot recently, to say the least, uh, for a lot of different reasons. Uh, there'll be um, uh, there'll be um, sessions on vaccine hesitancy, mental health awareness and treatment during COVID-19, um, and a whole bunch of... Uh, uh, other uh, parts to the symposium. It's virtual. It's happening on Sunday, and we'll speak to a worthy representative, Dr. Sharon Stahl, uh, later on this morning here at JM the AM. Also, this coming Saturday night is Rosh Chodesh Elul. This coming Saturday night. Today, in fact, is Yom Kippur Katan. Yeah, for those of you who keep it, who do it, who observe it, uh, Yom Kippur Katan is today. Uh, Rosh Chodesh Elul is Saturday night. Rabbi Mark Wilds has a brand new book, The 40-Day Challenge, Daily Jewish Insights to Prepare for the High Holidays. And the High Holidays are sneaking up on us. Yeah, they're relatively early this year. So Rabbi Wilds will help us get into gear coming up later on um, during a Thursday morning edition of JM in the AM. All right, so that's our goal for today, cover a couple of really important and big topics and um, provide for you wonderful entertainment information and more on a Thursday morning broadcast with brand new Yaakov Shweki at JM in the AM.
heilige Teure, der lächtige Beure, eins gibt es einer hier. Am Mitzwe at Ville, sein am Zigille, eins gibt es einer hier. Der heilige Schabes, hab einem Habas, eins gibt es einer hier. Die Jonte mit Damen, alle zusammen, eins gibt es einer hier. Eins gibt es einer hier. Oi, wie gut ist einer hier. Wie geschmackt ist einer hier. Die Jonte mit Damen,
about it. I call, come on now. I call you new into those crashes. I call. Pretty amazing, huh? Jam in the AM on a Thursday. That's Avram Rosenblum with the Diasperados. Hakoyo Ducha done, of course, live. Logbo Omer morning with us at JM in the AM. Joey Newcomb with It's Never Too Late. You're at brand new Yaakov Shweki. The song was called Ayid. The prior one is Hine Elokenu here at JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world of web and AlchemSingle.com and the AlchemSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Thursday morning on the 5th of August, 27th of Menachem Av. It's Yom Kippur Katan, for those of you who are um, observing Yom Kippur Katan. If not familiar with that, consult with your local rabbi. It's done earlier because uh, Erev Rosh Chodesh is, of course, on Shabbos. Oh, I didn't even realize. Let me see what the trusty Luach has to say. Yeah, we read the uh, we read the Haftorah for the... Um, Shiva de Nechemta. We read the Haftorah for the days between Tisha B'Av and Rosh Hashanah. We do not read Machar Chodesh on Shabbos. Hmm, interesting. Uh, Rosh Chodesh begins Saturday night. El Old officially will begin Sunday night. And, um, yeah, we're getting to that serious time of the year, aren't we? Pre-Untif. Oh, yes. Golly, it's all in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up and plenty more, of course, on a Thursday morning broadcast here at JM and the AM. Got a full day of programming on the Nahum Siegel Network. No need to touch that dial at all. Details coming up. Golly, it's all Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next at JM and the AM. גלייצה לשעה שתיים, שלום רב באולפן אלעזר בן לולו עם מה שקורה עכשיו. נוכח הערכה במשרד הבריאות לפי ישראל בדרך לסגר, אומר השר במשרד האוצר חמד עמר, סגר זה הדבר האחרון שאנחנו צריכים. כל דיבור על סגר פוגע בכלכלה הישראלית, מעיד תמשת. אנחנו בצמיחה, אנחנו צריכים להמשיך כך. הקורונה לא תיעלם מחר, לכן אנחנו צריכים לחיות עם הקורונה. נבדוק את אותם אנשים שמאושפזים ואותם אנשים שמצב קשה. היכולת שלנו לרפות את אותם אנשים היא גבוהה מאוד. כתבתנו המדינית מוריה אסרף וולברג מוסיפה כי בכירים בממשלה מעריכים שאם לא תחול עלייה משמעותית באחוזי ההתחסנות בשבוע הקרוב, הטלת סגר תהפוך לעובדה מוגמרת. כתבנו לענייני בריאות שי פרידמן מעדכן שבימים האחרונים התחסנו כרבע מיליון ישראלים במנה השלישית. ובתוך כך שר הרווחה מאיר כהן אומר לג'קי לוי ולוסי הרי אין צורך להכניס את החיסונים אל תוך מוסדות החינוך. אני כמנהל בית ספר 30 שנה, כולכם הייתם ילדים בבתי הספר, אתם יודעים שבית ספר זה קר לוויכוחים, ולהוסיף גם את זה, שצריכים להיות מאוד זהירים. ממילא בתי הספר יש להם את כל המורכבות המיוחדת שלהם, גם לא לייצר שכבה של מחוסנים ושל לא מחוסנים. התפתחות בהסכם להעברת הכספים הקטרים לעזה. שני בנקים ברצועה מסרבים לשמש צינור העברה מחשש להפללה באמצעות החוק האמריקני נגד טרור. החוק רואה בחמאס ארגון טרור, וכל גוף שבא עמו במגע מסתכן בהגבלות. כך מסרו לגלי צה"ל גורמים המעורבים במגעים. עם היוודע דבר סירובם של הבנקים, בכירים ברשות פתחו במסע לחצים כבד על המנהלים. כתבנו לענייני ערבים ג'קי חוגי מוסר שאם אכן המנהלים יעמדו בלחצים,
תיחסך מהם הכנסה של מיליוני שקלים בחודש, סכום העמלה המובטח להם על הפצת הקצבה. הפרקליטות הודיעה למשנה לראש המל"ל לשעבר, אבריאל בר יוסף, כי נשקלת העמדתו לדין כפוף לשימוע בגין עבירות מרמה והפרת אמונים. על פי כתב השימוע, בר יוסף קיבל במהלך כהונתו טובות הנאה בהיקף של מאות אלפי אירו מאיש עסקים גרמני. בחודש מאי האחרון הועמד לדין המשנה לשעבר במסגרת תיק שלושת אלפים, פרשת כלי השיט. ידיעה שהעביר כתבנו לענייני משפט, איתי שריג. כתב אישום הוגש נגד שי חרוש באשמת הצתת דירתה של בת זוגו לשעבר. חרוש בן 24 מתל אביב מואשם שעם סיום מערכת היחסים נהג להטריד את בת זוגו בהודעות ובשיחות חסויות עד שבשלב מסוים הצית את הדירה והתגוררה עם הוריה. כתבנו בן נצר מוסר שבפרקליטות ביקשו לעצור את חרוש עד לתום ההליכים המשפטיים נגדו. לונדון בתל אביב, מהבוקר החל לנסוע אוטובוס דו-קומתי נגיש במסגרת קו ניסיוני בין ראשון לציון לבין תל אביב. האוטובוס הבין עירוני המונגש הראשון בארץ עתיד להיכנס לשירות כמעט עשרים שנה אחרי שאגד הוציאה משירות פעיל את האוטובוסים הדו-קומתיים שלה. אמיר קינן, מנהל אגף תחבורה ציבורית באגד, אומר לכתבנו מתן לוי, זהו צעד חשוב מאוד לקידום הנגישות. מדובר על בשורה בשוק התחבורה הציבורית בישראל שמשלב פתרון לבעלי מוגבלויות בתחבורה הבין-עירונית הארצית, אוטובוס רב קיבולת להסעת נוסעים בתחבורה בין-עירונית. מזג האוויר שרבי ברוב אזורי הארץ והביל ברצועת החוף מחר יהיה דומה, רק בשבת תחול ירידה קלה של הטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות.
Mordechai Shapiro, of course, Modani, Thursday morning, JM in the AM. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Rabbi Mark Wilds later on. He's got the brand new book, The 40-Day Challenge. We'll talk about the month of Elul. Also check in with our friends at Joma later on. They've got their second annual symposium. Very uh, COVID-heavy, if you will, which you'd expect during a year like this. We'll talk about that as well coming up at JM in the AM. Uh, Charlie Harari's on at 9 o'clock. Michael Fragan with a look at the latest political news at 9.30. Allison Josephs, Jew in the City Speaks. There'll be an encore presentation today with Liba Yaffe, founder and CEO of Spirit Fit Life and contestant on American Ninja Warrior. At 10.30, Miriam Alwalek is live with Leah Shapiro from Between Carpools. They'll discuss the brand-new journal for kids called Between You and Me, which is an Art Scroll uh, publication. You can go to artscroll.com. Use promo code radio for your major discount and free shipping. Again, it's called Between You and Me. It's a, a journey, a journey, a journal for kids done by the people from Between Carpools. Thursday, we'll do a live, Thursday, 11 a.m., we'll do the Thursday live lunch. 7 p.m. tonight, the Arab Shabbos show with Mark Zamek, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. So as we always say, on a Thursday, certainly you have no reason to ever touch that dial. Just keep it here all day long. At the Nahum Siegel Network, you'll be glad you did. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Listener John says, good morning from Morris County. Thank you, Morris County. Glad to hear that one of our stalwart counties is still tuned in to us. Um, much appreciated, to say the least. And um, I want to remind everybody that we have a, a service here at the Nahum Siegel Network where we try to match people up with employment. If you have a resume you want to get to us, any resume in the Jewish not-for-profit professional realm is going to be handed over to our friends at the at the Joel Paul Group. And otherwise, we try our best to match people up with employers. Uh, what do you do? It's very simple. Send your resume or any resume for somebody who's looking for work to resume at NahumSiegel.com, resume at NahumSiegel.com. Simple as that, and uh, we'll try our best. want to remind everybody that one of our great sponsors is uh, Gaia Coffee Roasters. Go to the website, GAIACoffee.com, GAIACoffee.com. If you love delicious, fresh-roasted coffee, if that's what you love, a good fresh roast, you must try... The Rainforest Espresso or the Swiss Decaf Blend or the French Roast or the Red Deer Espresso or any of the other varieties 
of incredible Gaia coffee roasters. What's unique about this? It's a coffee bag, and you are using it as you would a tea bag, and yet you are getting uh, what will taste to you like an absolutely delicious, fresh-roasted cup of coffee. Check it out. Go to the website and see the details, GaiaCoffee.com. For you and I, who are early risers, this is a good recommendation. GaiaCoffee.com, G-A-I-A, coffee.com. You're listening to JM in the AM.
Why Yitzchak Levi Pfeiffer has a son After all these years Hashem gave him one And the scholars of Vilna Never saw such joy As on the day that the rabbi Made a bris for his boy Rabbi Yitzchak Levi Pfeiffer was so proud My son will be a Torah scholar He would shout out loud On the first day he sent his boy to school He was wrapped up in a tullus And held just like a jewel And the rabbi prayed and said unto Hashem My son will teach your Torah to all men The Rebetzin from time to time would say May God protect and lead our son safely on his way In the next few years a problem came to light The son could not learn olive bays quite right And the rabbi who dreamed his boy was first Cried softly when his son would read a verse And the boy grew up with shame and moved away He took up selling rags for humble pay He felt the tears behind his father's eyes And the pain and embarrassment Because he was unwise The rabbi cried and wept unto Hashem My son's amongst the lowest of all men But the Rebetzin would comfort him and say May God protect and lead our son safely on his way The son from rags to riches slowly grew Until he was the richest of all Jews He traveled everywhere from town to town And quietly gave charity when no one was around And when the rabbi heard the stories of his boy His heart filled up with happiness and joy He told him, you have taught me much, my son We are given each our special way to serve the Holy One In the rabbi's final moment of his life He thanked God for his son and loving wife And in her memory I sing to you today May God protect and lead us all safely on his way
J.M. in the A.M. Thursday morning. Hello, hello. Derek Achim with Imesh Gachech. You did Nefesh uh, Schlockrock off of the Liverpool album. Rabbi Yitzchak Levi Pfeiffer, Moshe Yes off of Shabbos on My Mind. What a song, huh? Mivan Siach done by Shlemy Gertner. Mordechai Shapiro opened up the hour. 
with Modani. Thursday morning, it's JM and the AM. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H, Abels and Hyman. You walk into any major kosher supermarket, you are going to see an amazing selection of delicious Abels and Hyman uh, meats. Incredible. The hot dogs, the stir-fry, the kishka, the um, salamis, and about a million other items. Go to kosherdogs.net, save 10% with promo code radio. Again, kosherdogs.net, 10% with promo code radio. Try A&H today. When you walk into that supermarket before Shabbos, make sure you have plenty of A&H in your basket. You and your family will be so happy, so glad. And if you're grilling this weekend, it'll be so efficient. If you <laughs> if you load up and don't forget to bring on the hot dogs and make sure they are A&H. <laughs> Believe you me, you'll be glad you did. I'm a hero when I bring home the A&H. Yeah, like with that hard salami? My gosh. I was practically declared a hero. You would think maybe I've done other things in my career, other things with my life that are more noteworthy. I don't know. Don't get that kind of reaction with most other things, frankly, but you bring home the A&H, all set and ready for a delicious Sunday grill, and all of a sudden you are heroic. What can I tell you? <laughs> it's the little things, right? Thursday morning are by David Goldwasser's words. Zechonishmas Arav Zebner Bilsavalevi. Zechonishmas Esther Basar Bilsavalevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. In the middle of the Parsha of the Novi Sheker, the false prophet, we read the Pasuk, Acharei Hashem Elokeichem Seilechu. Go after the ways of Hashem. Ve'oiso tira'u. And it is He that you shall fear. In Meseches Nadarim, we read something fascinating. Om Rabbi Ami Baraba. Rabbi Ami Baraba said, Ben Gimel Shonim, at three years old, Hiker Avram Avinu Esboiroi. Avram was able to recognize that there is a God in the world. Avram Avinu was three years old. The Medrash cites a Manda Omar, a different opinion that says he was 48 years old when he was Makir, the Boreolim, when he recognized that there is Hashem. The opinion that Avram Avinu was three years old is because that is the time when a person is understood to be Bechlau Das, a person that has knowledge. But what is the reasoning behind the Manda Omar that says Avram Avinu was 48 years old? Why particularly at that age? The Sar Shalom, the great Belzarebbe says, because there is a time when it's easy to be close to Hashem and there is a time when it's more difficult. However, even though it may be at a time that it's difficult, when a person is misamitz, a Jew gathers his strength and girds himself to do the Avodah, he can achieve great milas in serving Hashem. That's the reason why the Mandamar says that Avram Avinu was 48 years old, even though it was during the days of the Dor HaFloga, the generation that rebelled at a time when it was very difficult to be close to Hashem. Nevertheless, Avram Avinu fortified his strength in self-sacrifice to serve Hashem and to come close to Him. That's the reason why he was Zocheh, to be makir the Boreolam, to recognize Hashem at that time. This is the explanation of when it tells us, ki yokum when there comes about a Novi Sheker, when we see things that chas v'sholom 
could start to wear in a person and test our faith, we should know at that point, that's when you got to go after Hashem, and you have to develop an extra special fear of Hashem at that time. That's the point when a person has nisyonos in life and the obstacles. That's when we have to strengthen ourselves and do our avoda. In the schus of withstanding the nisayon, then we are zocha to all the brachos in the world, and evil will cease to exist. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. There we go. JM the AM with um, Kobe Brummer. A song whose official title is Va'az Yeyoter Tov. Oh, we certainly hope so. And then things will be better. No doubt. I mean, I may, it may be the theme that everyone's thinking about as we, uh, as we um, continue to learn more and more about the uh, numbers that are going up in terms of COVID cases. 
And um, what's new, what's old seems new again. Yet another round of um, watching our government try to navigate us through this latest wave of COVID-19. Our friends at Joma uh, continue to be on the cutting edge of uh, the whole COVID-19 situation and really um, uh, so many other categories that fall under the uh, umbrella of um, medical situations in our community. And this coming Sunday, the virtual event will be the second annual Joma Symposium, Shaping the Future of Medicine. It's in partnership with the Yale School of Medicine and Yale Medicine. It's a full program with a keynote address by Dr. Rochelle Walensky, who certainly has been in the news recently, director of the CDC. Um, and with us live via telephone is Dr. Sharon Stoll. Dr. Sharon Stoll is a board-certified neurologist and assistant professor in the Department of Neurology at the Yale School of Medicine. She continues to play an active role in academic development and continuing medical education. She's an investigator on several international trials and currently serves on several advisory boards. And Dr. Stoll also spent time as a medical editor at ABC News and is currently a medical commentator for several news outlets. Dr. Sharon Stoll, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Dr. Walensky has certainly been in the news recently. I'm assuming that uh, the political angle of uh, uh, of her rec- of, of the recent developments from the CDC uh, will not be the focus on Sunday, but what will be the focus will be science and medicine and the latest guidelines and suggestions regarding COVID-19. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as a as a medical um, symposium, politics have no role. <laughs> right, I understand that. Sometimes it seems like it's hard to keep the politics out of this whole situation, but um, uh, you guys at Joma, I'll tell you one thing you've done. You've only concentrated on the science and medicine, and I've only concentrated on what uh, you feel is best for our community at this point. Um, what is your reaction? Uh and I don't know why it would be any different than the rest of us, frankly, but you are in the medical world. What is your reaction as you likely, like the rest of us, were hoping that COVID-19 was waning, and now as days continue to go by, it seems like it's only increasing? Yeah, no, of course I'm disappointed. I I wish the pandemic was over. I, um, uh, I have two kids, and I'm excited for them to start school in a few weeks. And um, I was hoping things would go back to normal. But unfortunately, um, as they say, man plans, God laughs. Is yeah, that the saying? It certainly um, is. <laughs> but, um, you know, the, um, the good news is the vaccine works in terms of protecting those from serious infection. And that was the big concern from day one. Right. The big concern from day one wasn't necessarily stopping every infection of COVID. Um, there are plenty of people that get COVID that have a uh, slight reaction or even no reaction. The problem is we all know from the beginning that this is much, much more deadly than than the flu and other infections. And um, especially for those in New York, we don't want a repeat of when this first started. And um, with the vaccine, thank God the vaccine has made that possible, keeping people, keeping the hospitals um, uh, normal, I should say, where 
whatever specialty you're in, you're treating those patients and you don't have a neurology acting as an ER physician or an OBGYN acting as, as a um, uh, intensivist um, because things were very, for those not in the medical field, it was, it was very crazy in the beginning. Um, yeah. Yeah, we all know what was going on in uh, you know, March, April, May of last year. Nobody wants to repeat that. Uh, it just seems that, uh, again, even with so many positive cases now in this country, and in specific states especially, it does seem like um, the cases are not as severe. M- the majority of people are, are not being hospitalized, and even those who are, there are therapies and um, methods uh, that the medical field is now familiar with that you know can really help keep them alive and then bring them back to life, so to speak, or back to you know normal life. Um, it, with all that, I, 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 you know, one wonders whether our schools can't go back to normal. Uh, it affects, you know, young people in, in, you know, in a very mild manner. Uh, one wonders if, you know, society can't open up. And, and all we see, of course, is our elected officials and our government officials in the majority of our states, you know, threatening um, further mandates, masking, social distancing, green cards or passports, you know, vaccine passports. So, I mean, from a medical standpoint, is there a reason to keep these mandates going? Is there a reason to keep all these restrictions when COVID-19, I get the numbers are high, but it's not nearly as deadly as it was? Right. So as, as a, if I took the doctor head off for a second, I would love to see, I, I hate mandates. I hate it when someone tells me what to do. Um, I, I'm, I want to think I'm responsible enough to do what's right. right. Uh, I got vaccinated. I wear masks inside because I, I have two kids that are under the age of vaccine. I, I don't want to become a carrier of COVID and spread it around. Um, so in certain states, that's what they're doing. They're relying on the citizens, on, on private citizens to do what's right and hopefully keeping numbers down. However, once you reach a certain threshold, you, that's when the mandates come in. And I think a lot of, um, a, a lot, and I can't speak for every state, I practice in Connecticut at Yale, um, but businesses are doing what they feel comfortable and what they think their, um, uh, their people want, right. want to do. Yeah. So certain stores are requiring masks and certain stores are not requiring masks. Yeah, I think that uh, when you say they think they know what they're doing, I think that that's the whole key is that none of us really know enough about this. And I think you'd agree, even in the field of medicine, we just don't know enough about it. What's your reaction, by the way, to the overnight news that there might be an even stronger Delta Plus variant coming from uh, the Near East? Right. So, so the key to remember with this, with now coming into um, the second fall of, of this pandemic, is it, we know it's better to be proactive than reactive. Mm-hmm. Once, once it's out of the bag, it's out of the bag, and there's no putting it back in. Cases are still relatively low compared to what they were before. Hospitalization rate is relatively low compared to what it was before. But going into the fall, things are going to significantly increase. Um, just because of, of what happened with the, with COVID. 
And we want to be in the best position we can be when coming into, into the peak season, especially with the Delta variant. And with vaccines, yes, there are breakthrough. We know it's not 100%, but the good news is the vaccine has proven to keep people out of the hospital. Yeah, no question about it. Look, I appreciate you being a good sport and addressing all this because I know that our focus is supposed to be the symposium on Sunday. Dr. Sharon Stahl is with us, but I do appreciate it. Sometimes it gets, you know, regular people who are not in the medical field sometimes get frustrated with all of this. So I thank you. Yeah, yeah. no, but but honestly, I mean, doctors are learning as, as we go also. Right. So, yes, one minute we'll say one thing and the next minute recommendations will change based on research. That's what it should be. Yeah, I it should be that. based on research. It shouldn't be based on a guess. <laughs> no, I hear that. But, I... but right now, all we have is is um, anecdotal evidence to some extent. I mean, now we know much more than we did a year ago, but um, we're still trying to figure things out, especially with this Delta variant. How has our community been doing with vaccine hesitancy? We've actually been praised uh, here at at this network for spending a lot of time over the last few months talking about the vaccine and its importance. And frankly, I mean, it is difficult. I hope I'm right about this. It, it's hard to find, you know, medical people in our community who are not pro-vaccine. I hope I'm not overstating that because there might be, you know, you know, people in the medical field who feel otherwise. No, no, I don't think you're overstating that at all. I mean, I've been very, very impressed. I, I think most people are vaccinated. And and and, mo- and most medical personnel in our community are for the vaccine, right? I mean, you would you would say yeah. that? Yes, yes, absolutely. The event this coming Sunday is the second annual symposium for JOMA, the Jewish Orthodox Women's Medical Association. Okay, we mentioned Dr. Rochelle Walensky. She's been in the news a lot. Most people out there who follow the news know who she is. She is the keynote address speaker. She's the director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and uh, she'll speak as the uh, keynote speaker uh, just after 10 o'clock Eastern time this coming Sunday it is a virtual event. Everybody could log on. We'll give out the information in a moment. There'll also be sessions on vaccine hesitancy, mental health awareness and treatment during COVID-19. Could you give us an overview of that? Could you give, I mean, I, 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 I know there's plenty of anecdotal evidence. I don't know if there's any hard data, uh, but I would imagine that people of all ages, kids and adults, uh, have, have increased, um, uh, are their treatments or at least their desire for treatment for certain mental health situations that have been caused by COVID? Yeah, absolutely. So the symposium on Sunday, um, just to clarify, is for healthcare professionals. Right. Seeing uh, the event means continuing medical education. So it's geared towards physicians, nurses, nurse practitioners, uh, physician assistants, um, people working in the healthcare field. Um, so a lot of the lectures are to educate healthcare professionals to better care for our patients and also to update everybody on the latest breaking um, medical news with, with regard to COVID and vaccine and, and mental health. Um, the mental health is also specifically for those in the medical field. Um, we, as an organization, we provide a lot of public education um, and and actually, you bring up a fantastic topic that I'm going to bring to the board um, on mental health for kids yeah. during this pandemic, because I don't think that's a topic we've addressed for for children or for parents of young kids. 
And I would imagine again. I don't. Uh, I don't know how the data reflects this because I don't know. You know how things have been analyzed over the last year. Um, but I, I'd have to assume that there's a, a a tremendous increase in categories of mental health uh, difficulties, um, both in our community and in general, uh, because of COVID. I mean, I can't imagine that it's, that it's otherwise. I'm just trying to, you know, I, I, I don't know if this is obvious to everybody, but as I'm saying all this, I'm trying to weigh the, you know, the, the benefits of lockdowns and masks as opposed, yeah. to, as opposed to the mental health problems that it might be causing, frankly. No, absolutely. I, I mean, I was one of the first, um, after looking at the data that came out in Europe with children that showed in the beginning that kids were really not um, spreading the virus right. the same way adults were. And when I say children, um, in medicine, we categorize prepubescent versus postpubescent. And um, uh, so that's what I mean by kids, not 17-year-olds, but more six-year-olds or 10-year-olds. Um, and... Um, uh, all of the masking as a neurologist, facial recognition, uh, facial expression, all of that um, implements in the brain at a very early age. And I always wonder what this is going to do for those kids that really had that development where fa- with facial recognition, smiling, laughing, being sad. They can't, they can't see that because kids are wearing masks. Um, and, uh, I was a strong believer in getting kids back to school in person um, and and having like plexiglass or shields instead of masks. However, I was wrong um, because masks really do prevent the spread. And even though kids don't really become symptomatic or have a huge, the, the vaccine, the, not the vaccine, I'm sorry, the virus um, doesn't, have as much of an impact on them as they do adults, but they definitely transmit it. Um, and now with the Delta variant, it's, I, I mean, I hope it's in-person learning, but I, now I'm a strong believer that when they come back to school, they should wear masks because they definitely spread Delta and even vaccinated people spread Delta. The good news is they don't seem to be that sick from it. Um, but it doesn't mean someone that is immunocompromised or older or, um, uh, or unvaccinated, unvaccinated won't be significantly affected by the Delta variant. Wow. Unbelievable. I so much thought we were past all this. Uh, Joma has their second annual symposium, Shaping the Future of Medicine. It's open to all healthcare professionals trainees and students again this coming sunday starting at 10 a.m eastern time the virtual event by joma the jewish orthodox women's medical association is open to anybody who's a healthcare professional trainee and or student the virtual symposium will include the keynote from dr rochelle walensky of the cdc there'll be sessions on vaccine hesitancy mental health awareness as we said one called transforming medicine there'll be breakout sessions as well Uh, the entire program is four or five hours and it is a continuing medical education CME program. If you're a healthcare professional, trainee, or student, look into this coming Sunday's virtual event by Joma starting at 10 a.m. Eastern time by going to uh, joma.org. Again, that's joma.org, J-O-W-M-A 
joma.org or email them info at joma.org. They're also available on all the social media platforms as well. Dr. Stoll, thank you for being a good sport, answering all my questions, and good luck this coming Sunday. Happy to. I appreciate that. Good luck this coming Sunday. I hope the symposium's a big success. Thank you so much. Again, anybody who's a healthcare professional, trainee, or student, get your CME credits and attend virtually this coming Sunday. It's a very, very interesting program, and I have nothing to do with medicine. And to me, it looks like it's interesting based on the uh, lineup here. Joma.org, the Jewish Orthodox Women's Medical Association, that's been at the forefront for the last few months of vaccine education and helping uh, create and spread herd immunity in our community. God bless them. They are responsible for all this. Go to Joma.org, J-O-W-M-A.org. Org. Simple as that. Thursday morning broadcast. Plenty more coming up. Keep it here at JM in the AM.
It's called the Elul Nigun, and it's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and NachumSpiegel.com, and the NachumSpiegel Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Eitan Katz and the Elul Nigun. We are dedicating it to Rabbi Mark Wilds. Why? Because Rabbi Mark Wilds' brand new book fits in perfectly. When we play the Elul Nigun, Rabbi Mark Wilds is founder and director of the Manhattan Jewish Experience, MJE. He has released the book entitled The 40-Day Challenge. 
to spiritually prepare people for the high holidays. Each chapter is a daily spiritual lesson culminating with Yom Kippur, the most religiously significant day on the Jewish calendar. The book draws on ancient and classical sources like the Talmud and Maimonides, historical lessons from Abraham Lincoln, Alfred Nobel, and the Holocaust, as well as discussions of contemporary cultural icons like Super Bowl champion Tom Brady and the Bachelorette winner Zach Clark. The book is called The 40-Day Challenge by Mark Wilds. A pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor. Good morning. I appreciate that, and great to have you on. I mean, Tom Brady can be in a book <laughs> can be in a book about preparing for the high holidays? Listen, Tom Brady, uh, first of all, thank you, and it's such an honor and pleasure to be here again. Sure. I, I talk about Tom Brady because Tom Brady, even after winning six Super Bowls, do you know what he did to prepare for the seventh? This guy sent scouting tips and films to his players at all hours of the night. He followed this crazily strict diet, sleep and workout routine, never veered from it, wake up at 5.30 in the morning. And even though his, um, the, the game was in his hometown in Tampa Bay, his family moved out for the two weeks before the game so he could prepare without any interruption. We can learn a lot about preparing wow. from Tom Brady. And uh, there's a great line, by the way, from Rabbi Salavechik, Zechotel Gavracha. He said, there can be no holiness without preparation. Aim Kedusha Beli Hachana. And uh, I feel that, and there's a reason I wrote the book, is because I feel like we just show up often on the high holidays. Yeah. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, we just go, and we kind of are expecting some magic to happen, but we have to prepare ourselves. Thomas right. Edison famously said, genius is 1% inspiration, 99% perspiration, so we've got to perspire a little. All right, a million things i got to tell you now based on what you just said. First of all, uh, everyone knows that you know <laughs> Tom Brady's the bane of my sports existence because I'm a Jet fan. <laughs> nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless, yeah. I, I have to join you in praising him because I remember one night, one Thanksgiving night, I was there when he destroyed the Jets uh, in New mm. in New Jersey. And the next morning, I'll never forget hearing about this. The next morning at 6 a.m. in Boston, he was already in the practice facility. Because yeah, you know, to be the first one, I mean, and, and think about it. If the game ends at midnight, he probably he probably got there and went straight to the stadium. You know, uh, yeah. slept yeah. slept a little bit on the plane, I would assume. But that was it. It was not just preparation; it was an in, an in, and still continues to be still playing an intense round the clock. Um, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Obsession, a round the clock obsession with doing what he wants to do as best as possible, which is pretty uh, amazing, frankly. Also, I, you know, it's funny you talk about showing up, and I know that I've had the pleasure, as you know, and the privilege of leading services in Staten Island at the New Springville Jewish Center. It's now going to be, I think, our, our 38th year uh, in a row of being together with the, uh, with the congregation, which is pretty amazing. And this year I think we're back in the regular synagogue instead of the spacious Barnes and Noble that we had to go into last year because of COVID. I can only imagine what you went through because of COVID. We'll talk about that in a, in a couple of minutes. Uh, but people say to me, you know, like they'll see, we so, see me with a machzer, you know, a day or two before you and they'll say, you still have to look at it. You still, you know, you, you basically know the dominating by heart at this point. And, and what you just said is so true. It has nothing to do with preparing to make sure I know the tunes. Thank God I know the tunes of Nusach New Springville, as I like to call it. But it's just getting into that frame of mind. 
It's just not walking into Mincha on Erev Rosh Hashanah and saying, okay, let's snap our fingers and get into the mood. You need to just immerse yourself, even if it's, you know, a little bit of a shallow immersion, even if it's an immersion. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I know you know exactly what I'm saying, but I am appreciating, yeah. um, you know, how, how you're presenting this about the perspiration and the preparation that's necessary. Mark Wilde is with us. By the way, that, that, that I mean, I assume that's the reason that the 10 days of repentance have a 30-day preparation period, right? I assume that that's how the whole Elul concept started, right? The whole Elul concept started, and, and by the way, I don't know how many people are even aware of this, that, about how Yom Kippur came to be Yom Kippur, right? Because Moshe comes down from Harsinai, and he sees the Jewish people sitting with a golden calf, right? And that's Yud Zayin Batamus. Right. So then he smashes the tablet, spends how many days with the Jewish people, pleading for God for a second chance, right. 40 days, right? Yep. The day that, Mo, that God calls Moshe back up to give a second chance is Rosh Chodesh Elul. He spends 40 days, 40 nights on Har Sinai, right, getting the second set of tablets, which represents the second chance, comes down 40 days later, Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur becomes the holiest day of the year because it represents the day that God started over with us. And I just think it's such a powerful, powerful idea. We go through this every year where we get called up for a second chance in Rosh Chodesh Elul and Yom Kippur. We've got that, you know, we're wrapping up, you know, the second opportunity we have to reconnect with God after we've messed up. And that's Judaism. It's always about coming back. Yeah. Pretty amazing. It really justifies not that they need my uh, <laughs> not that they need my stamp of approval, but it really um, it not just justifies, but it really it, it helps us understand why our Sephardic friends are saying slichos for the entire month, because we yeah. get we get into higher gear, you know, a, a few days before Rosh Hashanah when our slichos you know services begin. But they understand that from the beginning, just like we blow shofar at the start of Elul, they are going to say slichos and get to shul really early at the start of Elul. I mean, uh, <laughs> they're, they're making a little more sense than we are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, I don't want to get my Ashkenazic friends upset. Uh, the 40-Day Challenge is the book by Rabbi Mark Wilde's Daily Jewish Insights to Prepare for the High Holidays. All right, so we're getting the idea every single day. People will read, and you know, and and uh, whether it's traditional Jewish sources or whether it's people who've appeared on television or whether it's great scientists or presidents, there'll be some message during each one of these forty days. Now, do your messages get more intense as one goes through the forty days? Can can one see a message of Rabbi Wilds and say to themselves, "Oh, this is an early Elul message," and see a different one and say, "Oh, this one's a uh, a ten days of repentance message." Yeah, I mean, uh, you you described the trajectory of the book pretty well. I start a little lighter, um, a, a revolving around a lot of the themes of the great Rambam, Maimonides, Hilchos Deus, which is uh, his treatise on personality development. I talk a lot about just cultivating the right kind of character traits. I would say the first probably 15 to 20, you know, entries in the book, um, one theme, making music with what remains, of finishing what we start, learning how to smile, just play the ball, not the person. Uh, I've got a lot of different entries. And then as you go, as we start hitting Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, I'll start talking about the themes in the liturgy, about forgiveness and about sin and atonement, and, um, and really um, the power of change, uh, essentially. But, you know, I think, like everything in life, you need to start putting one foot before the next and easing our way into things, because... 
I think it's just it, it freaks people out too much to jump right into that whole sin and forgiveness thing right. that comes later. Uh, is Elul, and I'm and I'm asking this because uh, there are a couple of episodes that I've heard about um, that reflected, and I'm curious how you'd react to it. Is Elul about fear? Would you say it's about fear that the that there's a certain uh, a cloud over the Jewish world, knowing that we are going to face God as close as we can as we approach uh, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? No, I, I think Elul is more about love because the acronym. Famously, Elo Anila Dodiba Dodili, I'm for my beloved, my beloved is for me. Um, uh, the other acronym, Chazal, uh, our sages state about Elo is Ishla Reyehu Makanat Le'avionim, one man is fellow and gifts to the poor, which of course is the source for Mishloch Manon Amkorim. Those two famous lines uh, explaining what Elo is about are all about our relationship with our fellow human being and our love for God, not about fear. Um, the, the, you, you have to start understanding in terms of the, 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 the spiritual connection we want to develop with Hashem, the opportunities that we all have by being Jewish and observing the mitzvot. <coughs> and I'll tell you one other great teaching that I have in the book. Spell Elul backwards, yeah. What do you get? Uh, Spell Elul backwards. Is it Lule? There you go. Now, Lule, if it means, actually, the word Lule literally means if no, right? Because um, you know, Lou means if only, and right. low means no. Right. Lule literally means if only no, if only things were not the way they are. And I heard this teaching from one of my dear friends, Rabbi Eitan Mayer, years ago, and he said that much of the year we live this kind of Lule kind of existence, where we say to ourselves, if only things were not that way, then my life would be so much better, right? If only I got a bigger break at work, I'd be much more successful. If only I was smarter, I'd be further along in my career. If only I had different parents, I wouldn't have such problems, Right. A lot of my students who are not from the observant community, if only I'd been religious, everything would be so much easier for me to be observant. And the month of Elul comes along and tells us we've got to adjust backwards. Because by definition, we have exactly what we need in life. And I quote the Ramchal, Rabbeinu Moshe Chaim Lutzato, from the 18th century, who taught that the deck of cards each of us has dealt with in life is given to us to challenge us in the precise manner that we need to grow. The challenges that we encounter in life are exactly what we need to accomplish and to actualize our unique potential. And, um, and, and that's, that's Elul. Elul is all about embracing our reality as it is and understanding that, that th- this was given to us. This is not coincidental. It's not incidental. It's making music with what remains. Uh, do I have time for a quick story? Yeah, I just want to point out, by the way, you say lule, you know, that the word lule... It, it, it seeps into our liturgy during Elul, Lule Hamanti. There you go. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's every it's, single day. Yeah, every single day during Elul and beyond. Think about that. Yeah. Go ahead, sir. Quick story um, for sure. No, so I was just going to say along those lines, I tell the story about Yitzhak Perlman, who uh, you probably know contracted sure. polio at a very, very young age. Right. He wore metal braces his whole life. Right. Anyway, this is this amazing story. When he comes out on stage, he's playing with the New York Philharmonic. He's tuning his violin, and one of the strings snapped. Now, instead of asking for another string or, you know, uh, come out with another uh, violin, a violin has four strings, he continued to play the whole concert on three strings. And when he was done, the crowd gave him this huge standing ovation, and when they asked him, like, what happened? He said, our task is to make music with what remains. That's our job in life, because all of us, none of us get to play a violin with all four strings, if you think about it. All of us have some kind of challenge in life that's keeping us 
back that, that we felt like if we could just get around that, everything will be perfect. Now, that challenge is part of our perfection. It's part of what develops us into the people that we're supposed to become. And I think that Elul is the time to sort of drop the uh, if only and just embrace the reality as it is and march forward into Yom Kippur. If I only had this, if I only had that. You know what the problem is, Ray Wilds? It takes a lifetime to learn these lessons. That's the problem. Yeah. Although, well, that's why the book is the book's not just for the forty days before. Uh, <laughs> it's beyond that know. as well, huh? But the, the good thing, yeah. you know, whenever I say that, whenever I say that to people that you know it takes a lifetime to learn all these lessons, I always add an addendum, and that is, but at least at some point we learn them. Because there are a lot of people who go through life and never learn them, and they never internalize yeah. them, and never becomes sure. part of their life. By the way, you've given me an amazing, amazing springboard, and there's no such thing as coincidence. It's incredible that you're on the Thursday before Rosh Chodesh Elul, because as many of our listeners know, this coming Monday, we are starting our Elul Chesed campaign, and we're only doing it because of our success with the Nissan Chesed campaign. Of course, before Pesach, we know the importance of reaching out and doing something for others, Uh, but we're going to be doing something very similar starting next week, and I never knew that Elul was a month of Chesed, a month of love, a month of demonstrating uh, love and affection for our fellow uh, and based on what you're saying, it's really a, a very appropriate, not not that any time of year is not appropriate, but Elul is, in fact, very appropriate to undertake. The, and if we show, what was the whole purpose of the Chesed campaign back in uh, Nissan? Because we were we were focused on the fact that if we show other people that we are there for them, then God's going to be there for us. We don't have 100%. a time. We don't have a time of the year that we want God more there for us than now. Than as we start Elul <laughs> officially, <coughs> officially this coming Sunday night, right, the second day of Rosh Chodesh. So we really want God on our side during this time of year. One of the ways of doing that, I think you'd agree, based on this conversation, is to reach out and to show that we are there for others. Uh, not, not by the way, I, I think that's such a beautiful thing to do, and what an appropriate time. You know, we're coming to God and we're saying, "Listen, Hashem, don't look at us like a, a, a human judge would balancing, you know, the goods and the bads, because we'll never come out on top." Right. We need Chesed from Hashem. We need God to act towards us. Midat Chesed, you know, and not Midat Adin, and. Um, you know, if we come to Hashem having done that with our fellow human being, then what a great zuchut, what a great yeah. merit for ourselves. Sometimes I'll look up and say, I'll be there for them. Make sure not to forget me. <laughs> you know, like, and, right, exactly. and, and not that he needs that reminder, frankly, Rabbi Wiles, but, but nonetheless, I feel like it's important for me to verbalize it sometimes. You know? Well, I, I, can, I, can I tell you another quick story? Sure. I have it in the, it's actually the last day, and I call it a, it's day 40. Because, you know, every single day there's another little Torah insight. Spoiler, 40, it's called spo- a broken... spoiler alert, spoiler alert. <laughs> We're going to the back <laughs> of the book. <laughs> right, so it, I tell this story. It's such a sweet story. It's a true one about this guy in Yerushalayim who owns a very fine jewelry store. And this nine-year-old girl walks into the store to buy a bracelet. And she looks through the display case. And she points to one of the most expensive pieces of jewelry, like 16,000 shkullin, like, you know, <laughs> about $4,000 or something. And the owner of the store asks, you know, you want to buy that? And the little girl's like, yeah. Well, you have very good taste. You know, why do you want to buy that? And the little girl says, this is my older sister. And she said, you know, that's very, very nice. But why do you want to buy your sister such an expensive bracelet? And she goes on to say that I don't have a father or mother. And my older sister takes care of all of us. And so we collected all of our money, all of my siblings, to buy her presents. And then she pulls out a handful of coins, 
and the jeweler counts up about seven shekels and 80 agorot, about $2. And the store owner is just visibly moved and tells the little girl, you're in luck. That's exactly what the bracelet costs. He wraps the gift, and the girl walks out with a big smile with a bracelet. A couple hours later, older sister comes into the store. <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry. <laughs> My little sister shouldn't have taken this bracelet without paying. And, and the owner's like, what do you mean? It's, it's paid in full. And, the, you know, the older sister laughs. Listen, my, my sister can never have afforded such a, a fine piece of jewelry. She paid in full, the owner said, seven shekels, 80 agarot, and a broken heart. You have to understand, he tells the sister, my wife died a few years ago. And people come into my store every day to buy these expensive pieces of jewelry, and they can afford it. And your little sister walked in. She wanted to buy something special. She showed me all the money she collected. It was the first time since my wife died that I remember what it really means to love someone. So I gave her the bracelet, and I wished her well. And it's, it's a beautiful story, but if you think about it, it's not just a sweet story. We're doing the same thing basically with God, right? What do we do? We turn to Hashem on the holiest day of the year, and we ask God, give us good health. Give us a good livelihood for the coming year. And then we reach into our pockets to see what we've got. How are we going to pay for these beautiful blessings that oh, we're asking of Hashem? Wow. And then we realize maybe we have a couple of merits, but not enough to pay for all the things we're asking for. We pull out a few shkalim, a mitzvah here, a mitzvah there, maybe a little Shabbos, some charity to the poor. We went to a few classes. But we don't really have what it takes to pay for the whole thing. And that's the last line of Avinu Malkeinu. We say, have mercy on us, chanenu va'anenu, ki ein banu ma'asim. We don't have enough. We have a few things, but it's not enough. But we have one thing, and that we can never underestimate that one thing, and that's a broken heart. Hashem could never turn away a broken-hearted Jew. And um, Rabbi Wild, you know, I wanted to share that. You, you, ju- you just changed my Avinu Malkeinu for the Esarishimei You just changed my Avinu Malkeinu, and I'm sure many others as well. What an unbelievable comparison. What an incredible story. And if we would just realize that what he gives us is so much more, then will we give him? So, Kolakavo to you on your Chesed project. Everybody should get involved because yeah. if you can walk yeah. into Yom Kippur having done some Chesed, yeah. then <clears throat> what a great merit. No question about it. The 40-day challenge, everybody. You could read what the Rambam has to say about Shuva, and you could read what Tom Brady can tell us about <laughs> Shuva. The 40-day challenge is by Rabbi Mark Wilds. Daily Jewish Insights to Prepare for the High Holidays. I am highly recommending it. It is a Kodesh Press release. Kodesh Press is the um, is the publisher, and of course, Rabbi Wilds is the head of the Manhattan Jewish Experience. I can't even, I'm not even going to start telling this audience now uh, the work that he has done over so many years to help so many people discover their Jewish roots and their Jewish heritage. Um, it, it's an incredible effort. We should spend an entire morning just doing that at one time, uh, maybe at a different time of the year. By the way, Rabbi Wilds, I'm assuming the book's available everywhere, all the traditional online and offline places? Yes, Amazon.com. And, and if anyone's interested, they should go onto the Jewish Experience uh, website, just jewishexperience.org, if you want to get, you want to join the WhatsApp challenge group. I have hundreds of people that have bought the book already, and... Every single day of Elul, uh, I'm going to give another little insight uh, beyond the, what's in that little chapter so we can keep egging each other on. 
Um, And uh, there's also going to be a phone-in. I'm going to list that as well. At 6 o'clock every single night, there will be a phone-in Shear with a group from Chicago called Shear Enjoyment. I don't know if you've ever heard of this (laughs) website. That's great. Uh, Great line, right? (laughs) Shear Enjoyment. And uh, I don't even know who this guy is, but someone literally calls me out of the blue. This guy, Jake Weinstein. And he got the book, and he wants to do this, and he's got 1,300 followers out in Chicago, and um, they're going to be every single day learning for about 15, 20 minutes on a phone call, and I'm going to be leading it the first day, and they have other rabbis doing it the subsequent days. So it's really an opportunity. There are these little groups popping up all over the place, Nachum, based on the book. Little Chavrus is happening. I just went to a wedding last night. A whole bunch of people told me they got the book already, and they're starting Every single day. It's literally a five-minute exercise. You read the entry, answer the challenge question, so it can serve as like a, a personal spiritual diary leading up to, through the Yom and Narayim. And it's a great way not just to show up, but to truly be prepared this year. Yeah, I'm telling you, you're, you're going to change a lot of people's approach into the um, high holiday season. A quick word, you know, you're a Manhattanite. I can imagine the challenges, because, you know, Manhattan doesn't have a lot of space. A lot of people left Manhattan for that region during covid um, uh, are, are you back in a regular facility for Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, or you have a COVID-type situation? No, no, we've been, uh, I mean, during COVID, we were everywhere and anywhere. Uh, we, we took over Amsterdam Burger. Including, uh, including, the, including Central Park, right? Or Riverside We were Park? in Central Park for yeah. weeks. We were in uh, Talia Steakhouse, any place that had an outdoor area for right. us to dive in. Uh, we have a rooftop also at the Jewish Center. We had to share that with the Jewish Center, so we couldn't always use it. Right. But we're back inside. We've been back inside for months, and I have no intention of going back outside if I don't have to, as long as the CDC does not require us to, uh, right. um, you know, to, to, to be outside. We were last year on West 80. We were in four different Manhattan locations. We had close to 400 people praying with us wow. in Russia. We usually have about six, 700. We had about 400 people outside. It was beautiful, but I have to tell you, it was challenging. Yep. People walking by with their dogs. You know, right through the minion, and yeah. uh, um, we're, we're planning on being inside in all three of our locations: West Side, East Side, Downtown. Well, uh, and with with one of the best chazanim, with Benjamin Siegel, your own son, who is our downtown chazan, who's incredible. <laughs> I, 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 I got. You might be referring to his brother. Because I think Benjamin's going to be on Long Island, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, he, oh, all right, <laughs> so, I'll take him. So we we may we may have. A, I guess you know something. You guess, I guess you know something. I don't. I mean, okay. I mean, honestly, I'm trying to get it straight in my own head now, where everyone's going to be. It's impossible to keep track of anybody these days, or my wilds. Right. What can I tell you? Right. Uh, by the way, another benefit to your book, seriously. And by the way, I, I bought this book yesterday for somebody at kodeshpress.com. So I want to tell people mm-hmm. that if they want to buy it as a gift for someone, they don't have to go to Amazon. Some people like to, frankly, avoid Amazon. But if they, they can go to kodeshpress.com. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. I, I bought it for someone yesterday as a gift, and it's on its way right now. Um, but you know another thing that I think your book's going to be very helpful with, and you just alluded to this with the whole situation that you and so many others went through with the uh, COVID high holidays last year. I think the book's going to help people get back to shul. I think some people need a little push, a nudge, an urge, a, a little, you know, a little um, a help in, in, in understanding the importance of actually getting back to shul, being part of the minion, going for longer than they originally planned to be there. 
And I think the book yeah. will put people in a frame of mind where they're willing to take a little bit more of a risk um, during this whole situation uh, to get the shul to stay there a little longer than uh, than originally planned. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it will have that effect because I agree with you, Nachum, that psychologically people are not done with COVID and we and, and, and people are still reticent. We thankfully, we're probably about half capacity. We used to be about 80 to 100 strong every Shabbos at our minion. Right. And we're up to probably 40, 50. Um, I really want to get it back to 80, 100. And there is this kind of psychological, um, barrier. I don't know what it is. Barrier? It's a little of a block. Yeah, it's a little yeah. of a barrier. And I'm hoping that some of the sweetness of the Torah is going to penetrate people's hearts and encourage them. I have a great quote here. I became a little friendly with Nissen Black, you know, the, <clears throat> the rapper. Sure. And um, I Good absolutely love him. I had him on my podcast, and he wrote a, uh, a blurb, and, he, and I put it on the cover. It says, sometimes we're spiritually frozen. This book will fall you out and heat you up. That was Nissen's quote. Spoken like and, a true um, rapper, huh? <laughs> right, exactly. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's amazing. And um, that's what I think. I think we need to be warmed up back to shul. No question about it. Sometimes we are spiritually frozen. This book will thaw you out and heat you up. Go to kodeshpress.com. Go to amazon.com. The book is by Rabbi Mark Wilds, The 40-Day Challenge. Rabbi Wilds, I could talk to you all day. Uh, <laughs> have a wonderful month of Elul. And, of course, a Shana Tova Umitukai. Happy, healthy, and sweet New Year. Amen. To you as well, to you and your family, to all of your amazing listeners. We should all be blessed. Amen. Sweet, happy, and good revenge to York for everyone. Amen. Thank you so much. Rabbi Mark Wilds here at JM in the AM.
רק מעומק לב, ונתפלל שתחיין, שתוציאנו. J.M. and the A.M. Yonatan Sheinfeld, Derech Chadasha. Actually, a good song for the uh, theme that we were just talking about, the month of Elul. Yeah, that is a good, uh, that is a good theme, Derech Chadasha, a new way. Thursday morning, J.M. and the A.M., 5th of August, 27th of Anachamav, Rosh Chodesh will be Saturday night. Don't forget, Saturday night, Yalav Yava. Sunday and Monday is Rosh Chodesh Elul. 70 degrees, partly cloudy, and a high temperature of 81. 95 right now in Yerushalayim. Woo! Uh, 53 degrees up in Guilford, New York, where apparently color war is over at Camp Missora. I don't know who won, but apparently it's ended. 70 here in New York City, as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Listener Schwiger says, Boca Toe from not-so-sunny Florida. Yeah, South Florida, but you're bringing the sunshine. Thank you. It's not so sunny up here either, frankly. <laughs> a pretty cloudy morning. Listener Tikva says hi. A. Solomon says, great story, great interview. Thanks for highlighting Rabbi Wilds and his incredible work. Yeah, he is he is remarkable. Love speaking to him on the air. Uh, happy birthday to my special little bucher, Yisrael Zev Gifter of Staten Island, who turned seven years old today. YZ, I love you to the moon and back. I hope you have a wonderful day and can't wait to give you a birthday hug in person. And Mazel Tov to my number two grandson, Mordechai Gifter of Staten Island, Celebrating birthday 20 tomorrow. Mordechai, I hope you had a great you have a great day. Thank you for your Arab Shabbos calls. They're so special, just like you. With much love to both birthday boys from Bubby, Florida, who we of course know as listener Cena, glued to her radio or whatever source she uses to tune in to JM in the AM. It's summer, and there's something about the season and the warm weather that gives us hope. Just as we thought we were getting back to our lives once again, we begin to hear about the rise of the COVID Delta variant. So I know some of us are feeling the stressful effects of dealing with the pandemic. Maybe you lost someone and are still grieving, or maybe you're feeling stressed or anxious as you try to figure out how to move forward. And if we're anxious, our kids feel that too. We've worked with OHEL Children's Home and Family Services for many years now. OHEL knows how to help children and the community with sensitivity and with expertise. OHEL's specialty is working with issues of anxiety and building resilience. If you need help, I encourage you to contact OHEL at 1-800-603-OHEL, 1-800-603-OHEL. Oh, hell. Uh, our friends at Artscroll and Artscroll.com have a bunch of brand new books. One of them is going to be featured during Miriam Wallach's program, That's Life. She'll be live at 10.30 Eastern time this morning, just two hours from now. The brand new book that she will be uh, featuring is called Between You and Me, a journal for Jewish kids from the Between Carpools people. Leah Shapira is going to be Miriam's guest at 10.30 this morning. Um, Yamim Narayim with the Magid is brand new for my Pesach Krohn. He's going to join us, by the way. Good Food by Sina Mizrahi is the brand new cookbook. Rabbi Nachman Seltzer, who was with us on Monday, he wrote the book Reb Getzel. All of these books are available right now at artscroll.com. Rabbi Mayor Schuster, a tap on the shoulder. 
Go to artscroll.com, artscroll.com, always use promo code radio. Artscroll.com, always use promo code radio. That's how you get your discount, and that is how you get your free shipping. Always use promo code radio at artscroll.com. That's the rule, and it's a good rule. Don't forget, promo code radio at artscroll.com. Also, aside from um, our morning programming, on a Thursday, which is always remarkable. We've got the uh, live lunch coming up between 11 and 1 at 7 p.m. tonight. Mark Zamek with the Arab Shabbos Show, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. That'll be at 7 p.m., 3 a.m., and 10 a.m. tomorrow. Mark Zamek, Arab Shabbos Show, starts at 7 p.m. tonight. Make sure to be tuned in right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. So a full day. There is no reason that we can think of, no legitimate reason that we can think of to touch that dial. Just leave it here on NSN all day long. Simple as that. Yeedle is next. This is JM and the AM. Oh, <laughs> 
A.M. with Avramo, Avram Freed. Lummer Ale is the name of that one. Eighth day had Torah. You heard Yido with Ashrecha. Thursday morning, it's J.M. in the A.M. Don't forget, all day long, we have amazing programming. Between Carpools has a brand new book from Art Scroll. Um, Miriam Wallach is going to be speaking with Leah Shapiro at 10.30 this morning on the That's Life program. Uh, that'll be live. And the um, the new book is entitled Between You and Me, A Journal for Jewish Kids. Go to artscroll.com. Always use promo code radio at artscroll.com. Um, coming up at uh, 11 a.m., it'll be a live lunch, 11 until 2. 11 until 1, rather. 11 until 1. 1 o'clock is Throwback Thursday at 7 p.m. Mark Zomach with a brand new era of Shabbos show specifically for Parshas Re'eh. Thank you, Mark Zomach. You'll also hear it tomorrow morning at 3 a.m. and at um, at 3 a.m. and at uh, 10 a.m. Listener Malki says, so happy you're reinstating the Chesed program for Elul. I followed it before Pesach and gifted a bottle of sweet wine to a single mother in my community, and you remind me to think of her again, Todah. Wow, that is nice. Thank you very, very much. That is really nice. Wow. Yeah, that's what we're trying to do. A little bit different these this time around, because we're specifically, in addition to telling people to do you know, acts of Chesed and, um, and uh, you know if someone does something nice to you, do something nice for somebody else, uh, we are specifically going to help our friends at Arme or Bracha 
uh, raise money for the poor people of Yerushalayim. We are going to do that. Uh, we are That is not a campaign. We have no vested interest in it. We are just going to try to help them raise as much money as possible um, so that they can help people for Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot. They've got a lot of deliveries of a lot of food to be made for Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot, and we simply want to help. And obviously, you could join in and do that or anything for anybody uh, before Yontif during the month of Elul. More details about this as we get closer to Rosh Hashanah and as we start this off on Monday morning. Um, yeah, simple as that. Yes, yes, yes. Thursday morning broadcast, JM in the AM, as we continue with Mordechai Shapiro. Oh, 
brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSegal.com and the NachumSegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Thursday here at JMNAM. Thank you to Dr. Stoll. Thank you to Rabbi Wilds. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. Tomorrow morning, we're back, a Friday morning edition. Make sure to be tuned in. Great programming all day. We'll do a live lunch starting at 11, 7 p.m. tonight. Kedem presents the Arab Shabbos show with Mark Zamek. Make sure to keep it here all day long. No reason not to. And have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.